Hello boys and girls, welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now please find yourself a seat at their table. Alright everyone, welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm PJ. And today we'll be reviewing the Barbie movie. And to help us out, we have our special guest, an old friend, an old classmate, Ms. Amy McCool. Hey, hi everyone, I'm Amy. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, yeah thanks no problem. For, thanks for helping us out. And um, uh, to our listeners, let me just give you a little background about Amy, okay? Um, Amy currently lives in Greenport. That's like the North Fork of Long Island, where most people come to vacation. She's been living there since 2016, and she hangs around the docks hoping someone will help, uh, will let her on their yacht one day. One day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amy, has been, Amy has been hooping, which is a performance art with a hula hoop for about 10 years now. And every Monday um, during the summer, uh, she performs with her LED loop. And it's it's a big hit with the kids there. Um, by day, Amy is a teacher. She teaches English, a literature uh, for high school, uh, as well as ESL. Mm-hmm. Last year, she started a puppetry, uh, pu- puppetry course. And... Uh, during her summer vacation, she's also working with toddlers. Uh, she's been married for three years to a gentleman of, uh, uh, his name is Jonathan Fogarty, no relation to the singer of Creedence uh, Clearwater Revival. Um, <laughs> and growing up, Amy actually sat next to PJ in ninth grade earth science, where if they got a question wrong, they were bopped on the head. Um, yeah. And Amy <laughs> met me in the second grade, and when she finally attended public school, um, I was actually Amy's second crush. I was not her first pick. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but she actually dated one of my good friends, um, Mr. Matt. And mm-hmm. which is perfect because Amy's very in touch with her inner child. And that's why she's the right woman for the job to talk about Barbie. So I'm very Barbie! excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited too. I've been doing my Barbie research. Uh, I've been watching like Barbie documentaries and finally I got to see Barbie on Friday all by myself. <laughs> so all right. Super expensive to go to the movies. I don't know, in Hampton Bays in the Hamptons area. Seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty for one ticket. And and the chairs don't even recline back. <laughs> They're like I don't understand how the chairs don't recline back. You go into a movie theater in, in such a highfalutin area and they can't even give you a, a recliner. They they think they're being charming. <laughs> but um but well, you bring up a good point, Amy, because like you know, think about families. I mean, you know, I'm not the greatest with math, but that's a hell of you have a family of four, that's a lot of money. Your family party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and um, you know, I wanna go for the whole tangent about the cost of film, but it's like, if let's say, look, how much is Netflix a month? Let's say it's 20, you know, 20 bucks, you get unlimited movies. Granted, they're not all the greatest movies, but get a giant catalog, you know, for 20 bucks. And then you see 20, you know, basically 20 bucks to see one movie, you know, mm-hmm. yikes. I really got way back when they got to really adjust that. That's why the movie theater is slowly dying out because no one wants to pay the money to go see a movie in a theater because all the streaming services, 
and the movies are on the streaming services within 45 days. So unless it's a huge blockbuster release that you need to see in the theater, wait a month and a half, and you can just watch it in your house for a lot cheaper. Yep. Right. But nevertheless, Barbie's making millions. Barbie's banking. She's She's making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. People are still going. They're having their Barbie Oppenheimer type of summer right now. Yep. (laughs) I think I read somewhere that it's like the most money a, a female-led movie is made on its release yep. weekend or something like that. Yep. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And for Friday at 3.45, it was pretty packed for, you know, that early showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. And audience, you had young, you had old. I had, like, three elder gals sitting next to me. In front of me, I had, like, children. Like, it, it's safe to... Kids too. It's PG. I, I can't. I go to a movie and there's a kid there, and it just ruins. I find that the children in the movie theaters don't know how to behave anymore. I'm gonna sound like an old man yelling a cloud right now, but I just go to the movie theaters and all I hear are the kids talking and just being obnoxious, and I, I, it ruins the movie experience for me. There was a girl in front of me, maybe between ten to twelve. But she she was talking to the movie, but it was a little funny. I thought it was funny. I'm immature like that. I'm like, when she was like, um, when Margot Robbie said, uh, oh, I'm so, I'm the ugly Barbie. And she's like, like that. I thought it was funny that she did that. I'm like, yeah. And then they had a little commentary. Helen Mirren, she does the narration for the film. And then she does a little comment saying, uh, Margot Robbie is not the right person to choose if you want to say this comment right here about ugly Barbie. <laughs> right. But, you know, but I thought it was funny that the girl was kind of interacting a little bit with the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, actually, talking about interacting, Amy, what was your first experience playing with Barbie dolls? We always talk with a, talk, we always start with a childhood memory. What was your, uh, you know, first I experience? I was about four or five when I got my first Barbie. And I got my first Barbie was at my birthday party. And I loved from the instance of setting up a set. You know how like they, I never had the dream house, but I'm sure if I had the dream house, I would have loved to put that together. But my very first Barbie experience is getting a Barbie bathroom. Like I had a Barbie bathtub, a Barbie shower, Maybe that's part of my bathroom humor is this is what I got for my (laughs) birthday is uh, a Barbie bathroom. And I don't remember the particular Barbie that I got, but I do remember like loving the little sets that I had. Later on, I had like a a McDonald's set with a little drive through for Barbie because, of course, Barbie has all these jobs. And I had Barbie working at McDonald's. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Great. I mean, first I, yeah, I mean, I never played with Barbie, but my sister, she didn't really have a lot of Barbie. My sister actually had a lot of uh, My Little Pony. Um, but I remember my cousin had Barbie dolls and all that stuff. But I remember, I'm not going to lie, I was always, I always liked her dream house. I always liked her vehicles. I mean, she had a Corvette. You know, none of my action figures had Corvettes, man. I mean, I had the Turtle Van and that Batmobile, but, you know, seeing that Corvette was pretty sweet. Man. She had nice vehicles, man. And the house, the playhouse, those playhouses are, you know, they're really nice, you know? Yeah. They're up there I with, like, the uh, Ghostbusters warehouse. You know, they're, <laughs> they're nice, you know? Yeah. yeah oh, I don't, yeah. I don't think I was I quite the right target demographic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PJ, I just want to ask you a quick question. Did any – I know you and I are big Power Ranger fans. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 
I had all of them, and um, I gotta say, the Pink Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, I think they hooked up with all the other Rangers oh, yeah, when I played with them. But uh, yeah. you know, absolutely. Barbies. <laughs> they even make mention of the uh, in the movie that we don't really have too many Ken dolls. Like you have like a bunch of Barbie. Yeah. I only had one Ken doll, and it was the scuba diver Ken. That meant that his legs were always black for, like, scuba diving. <laughs> so that was one Ken doll that I had, scuba diver te- uh, Ken, and the, all the rest were Barbies, all girls. So as a girl, you didn't even want Ken so much. And in the movie, it makes mention of Ken just being in the peripherals, that he's in the side view, Barbie doesn't really pay attention, and that was part of it, that uh, Ken never got attention from Barbie, Ryan Gosling's like seeking out the attention of Barbie the whole movie, that's all he wants, he wants her to give a little attention to him, but... I, I remember years ago, there was the whole thing where they broke up Ken and Barbie and introduced a new guy. Yes, I can't they... remember that guy's name, but I remember they introduced a new, a new doll that was not Ken, and I yes. just... If no one was buying Ken, I can't imagine anyone bought the new guy. The new right. guy is like a beach guy. Just like in the movie, they all have like the, the beach gear on. So the guy that she left Ken for was just a, another beach guy. Everybody's on the beach. <laughs> That's their job. Ken says, my job is beach, not lifeguard. <laughs> right, right, get, right. I don't, I don't go out there. He says, I stay on here. He goes, but do you save anybody's life on the beach? No, I don't do that either. <laughs> Just stay <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> That's my job. Nice. But, so kind of give us the, uh, you know, the gist of the move like that. I guess, you know, some quasi-plot summary and just kind of give us the, uh, the ins and outs of the film. Take it, take it away, Amy. Spoiler alert. So there's this whole Barbie land. And uh, in Barbie land, everything is perfect. You wake up as Barbie, you wave to all your friends that are mowing the lawn, and everybody's just having a grand old time. It's this pretty female universe of all the Barbies, all the girls that have these jobs, and all the Kens, they're on the beach, and they're dancing away, having a good time. Ken wants to go over Barbie's house for the night, Barbie's like, no, like, I'm having a girls' night tonight. Why do you even want to stay over? Right. I don't know. <laughs> so then as they're dancing, Barbie goes, do you ever have thoughts of death? Oh, and okay. the whole movie, like, pauses, like, Barbie, you can't think of this. Why are you thinking of death? And so uh, she meets Weird Barbie. Everybody's telling her, go to Weird Barbie go see what she's kind of like, sees into the future. Weird Barbie is the Barbie that you had that you played a little too hard with. You cut her hair, you drew on her face, maybe you ripped her head off, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's Weird Barbie. So Weird Barbie's played by Kate McKinnon. She goes to her and says, why am I thinking of death? Am I supposed to be thinking of this? Why? Oh, you have somebody that's playing with you in the human world. So now you need to go to the human world and figure this all out from your owner who's playing with you. Why are they thinking of death? So you have to go there through the Barbie mobile. You have to go with uh, the Corvette. Then you take a, um, a snowmobile. Then you ride on your bike. You go on the rocket ship. 
So there's this whole process of like getting into the real world that you have to go by all these things that Barbie, how she transports. Right. So she into the real world. Ken loves the real world. Barbie hates it because why? The patriarchy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is really in the movie. So, like, Ken's loving it. He gets all these, like, books. He's like, wow, people really respect me all of a sudden. Somebody asked me for the time. Wow. <laughs> like, nobody asked me for the time in Barbie world. Right. So, but Barbie's hating it. Like, Barbie's going up to construction workers. And in Barbie world, you know, all the construction workers are Barbies. Whereas here, they're men. So they're giving her all these, like, crude comments. Right, cat calls, yeah. That whole thing. So, uh, so they she, are toys in the movie. I didn't. I just yeah. from the trailer didn't get the impression that they were actually dolls. I just thought they yeah. were Barbie in the real world. So these are actually toys that get played with throughout the course of the movie. Yes. So okay. they're they're toy land, they're toy universe, and then they have to go into the real world to fix a problem, the problem that Barbie's having because now that she's thinking of death. Her feet are flat. And somehow, like, promoting this movie, uh, they asked Margot Robbie about how many takes did it take for your feet to be that arched? You see the um, the trailer. Right. He gets out of her shoes and her feet are perfectly arched like a Barbie would be. Right. Yeah. And now her feet are flat and she can't deal with that. So she has to fix that. So America Ferrara is... Um, the mother of um, a daughter, and America Ferrara was the one who was playing with Barbie, and she grew up, and because she had these, like, dark thoughts, because not everything is rainbows and wonderful in the real world, she has to deal with real-life stuff, like, you know, being a mom, or, you know, dealing with a teenage daughter who is giving her sass. (laughs) So, um, yep. So she tries to figure it all out with them. So she takes them all back to the Barbie world to fix it all there. When they get back, Ken, Ken reorganizes everything. It's now a man's world in, in Barbie land. It's a man's where, world. Yeah, it's a man's world. <laughs> they man. playing James Brown. It's a man's world. <laughs> this is a man's world. This is a man's world. You're like Barbie's like no, this wasn't what it was before. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> so like Ken's wearing like the Rocky Balboa uh, fur on him. He has he's he loves horses. Everything's cowboys with Ken for some reason. But it's yeah, funny in a way. Ryan Gosling is hilarious. He was part of the reason why I wanted to see the movie. Anything Ryan's in, I'll go watch. No problem. He's very, I mean, I think he's one of the best actors around. I think um, he's also very, very funny. I love him in uh, The Nice Guys. Everything Nice Guys with him and Russell Crowe? No. Yeah. Oh, that movie's yeah. great. Yeah, he's got a great, uh, you know, comedic flair, Ryan Gosling. You know, he's very versatile. You know, and uh, I've seen people who, like, obviously a lot of people have been dressing up for, to see the movie. They're wearing pink. But I've seen people wearing uh, his jacket for the movie Drive, you know, with the scorpion on it. Boy, I, <laughs> I've seen that, which is pretty badass, you know, That's so. Movie. 
but he was so funny and he was perfect. And, you know, all the marketing for this movie, they explain why his hair is blonder than, um, you know, your Ken is normally like brunette or uh, sandy brown, uh, blonde hair, but like his was like this like platinum blonde. And I think they explained it with like Robert Redford. He wasn't really um, paying homage to um, Ken necessarily. He was paying homage to like Robert Redford because Ken, uh, Ryan Gosling is kind of like that for maybe millennials or right. my age group that you want to go see it just because he's in it. Or like Robert Redford of the day, like yeah. women flocked to go see the movie just because he was in it. So he was really paying homage to Robert Redford. Rather, I thought that was really interesting rather than Ken himself because, I don't know. But yeah. kind of cool. But anyway, uh, it all—it's all happy at the end. Yeah. I don't want any spoilers? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was a very good plot summary for sure. Last line, really super funny. But you—you okay. expect that something's happening, but it's funny. It's good. There's okay. lots of laughs. Uh, I think yeah, men could definitely see this movie too. It's not just that. I mean. It's very pink. It's a very pink movie, as our yep. uh, side call is right now. Very pink. But uh, still funny, still good. That it's watchable by all age groups and gender. What I was going to ask was just that. Is this something that's really geared towards females or, or kids that might play with movie, Or is it anyone can find something in the movie to enjoy? It's kind of like an all ages, all genders movie. Because it, it, it's pushed very much as a, a a girl movie. Yeah, which is fine. I think it's also... I'll it go. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you as you go into the movie, you're going to see people in pink. You're going to have, it's probably most likely females in pink uh, going in. And you can point out who the uh, moviegoers are. Like, they're definitely seeing Barbie, like the age group and everything. But... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to recall if I saw any men. If they were, they were with their kids. That was that. I don't yeah, think any. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I actually want to see it. You know, I know. Uh, was it Greta Gerwig, right, the director? I know. I didn't see her other films, but you know, she's in. You know, like most film directors, she started as indie. But I don't mind. Like, I guess chick flicks or any. Like, I love Thirteen Going on Thirty. That movie's awesome. Um, yeah. I like Legally Blonde. I love Clueless. Uh, this is a classic, so I don't really, to me, it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm just curious because a lot of people are saying this movie because, um, is that, I know it's PG-13, but I heard it's not, is that really fair to say? Like, I was talking about this with my friends yesterday because there's a few jokes that uh, might go over kids' heads. Right. Uh, kind of like Shrek, I mean, any kind of movie they put a little bit in for the adults to be like, haha where it might go over, like maybe right. Ken walking on the boardwalk when he's finally in the real world and he gets a couple of winks from uh, from other men, you know. Right. So, I, I, I just want a kid enjoy this with, like, a, a kindergartner or, like, that's the height of a kid playing with these toys. Right. You know, elementary right. school, are they really going to lock into this film this isn't like this isn't charlie and the chocolate factory kind of movie you know so are they gonna really be bored with this you know no there's no cursing there's no 
nothing sexual at all. Just the hint of it, like with the sleepover. Right, right, right. right. I'm not saying it's offensive, but yeah, I'm like, would they be entertained? You know, like at yeah, elementary, like, you know, elementary. Yes, for okay. sure. There's lots of dance scenes, <laughs> like okay. um, Ken at the end dancing with all the other men about finally it's a, a man's type of world and having his way for once. And what about Ken? Am, aren't I Knuff? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen the Iron Mike Knuff shirts. Yeah. Okay. But I, I believe everybody is. It's a good one. <laughs> Just Barbie the toy itself has to be one of the most like iconic and successful yeah. toy franchises of all time. Because I remember going to Toys R Us as a kid. And there was like a section, and this is the first time I'd ever seen toys in like a, a display case locked up. And they had these very expensive Barbies and like designer dresses and all this other stuff. Oh, yes. and that was the first time I'd seen toys behind a case because they were too expensive to be played with by kids. Hey, it's got to be the most successful toy franchise. Oh, for sure. I was just watching a, a documentary called Tiny Shoulders on Hulu, and they said that Barbie has a 98% recognizable trait about her they said more so than presidents than any kind of political figure wow. you know, everybody recognizes who barbie is and yes going down that aisle where it's all pink and scarlet o'hara <laughs> all the gone with the wind barbies yeah barbie, that's uh that case that they're all collectible i had a neighbor who kept them in boxes I never kept them in boxes. I had one that you have the international type of Barbies. No, I, I want to play with the Barbie. I never kept them in the boxes. Yeah. I think I Barbie dolls are like the first, like, I don't want to say collectibles, but like, I mean, I think I think Barbie dolls are, are a beautiful work of art. I mean, like, they, they look great. I mean, like, they, they just look nice, you know? Like, I'm not saying like in a weird way. You know, sexually, sort of about like as a piece of art, like they are, like you know, they're a piece of art. You know what I mean? Like I think what I'm trying to say is, if you didn't have Barbie dolls, you wouldn't have like really articulated like Transformers or even the Power Rangers and that kind of. They really are like the uh, the go-to. They're they're the the gold standard of like how to make a beautiful toy. How to you know what I mean? Like figurine. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And how they move. They talked about that too in that documentary. Um, tiny shoulders because they wanted to transform Barbie because we all know Barbie with, oh, we're jealous of her per perfect figure or yeah. whatever, but they wanted to like transform her to be more realistic to real body types. So yeah. I saw, I saw, I think it's one of the best episodes, probably the best episode on Netflix. It's called the toys that made us. Oh yes, I love that. Yeah. And um, that's probably one of the best. That that whole episode's. I mean, they should make a movie based off that. That's the movie. For that's real. the real Barbie movie, I think. But um, but if I remember correctly, they were saying the way they got her dimensions of her arms and her legs is because in order to change her clothes, you needed longer limbs and a longer torso and a longer yeah. neck. So it wasn't even if they were trying to do something like, oh, this is what a perfect woman looks like. It was really just more about how can we make more money <laughs> like anything else but then it took a life of its own of course these unintended consequences as they say mm -hmm. they had progressive intentions it says in this movie because they wanted uh, girls not to play with baby dolls anymore because as you're playing with a baby doll 
you have to take the role of a mom yep. to be with the baby. So Barbie was intended that girls can be ambitious towards other than jobs other than being mom. So they can see that Barbie's an astronaut, Barbie's a doctor, she's a teacher, yep. she's a veterinarian. Okay, so that they can see all these other jobs. So that was the intention behind Barbie. There was very good intentions. Um, however, the way that they, do you know how they got the figure of Barbie and the idea of Barbie? I'm trying to remember it from the, uh, from the episode. Yeah, I know it was from, in like, there, a but cartoon. I it was like a risque art cartoon. I think was it was like, like a, Germany like or a Russian. German, like adult star or something like that. Yeah. So like an adult, like uh, this was meant for men, this doll, this doll in Germany. And it was a whole like little comic strip of this like prostitute of uh, her name was Lily. And it was in the build, um, build, build type of magazine, kind of, I guess, like a mad magazine where they have like a comic strip. And that was Lily. So they took Lily and they made a doll in Germany, <laughs> overseas, and then Ruth Handler went overseas, sees this doll that was meant for men, <laughs> and says, I want to make that into a doll for young girls to play with. So, background of Barbie is, yeah, she started out as like a little prostitute. <laughs> well, I have an interesting Barbie story. Um, years ago, I guess, I mean, this is going on six, seven years ago, maybe more. I had to go down to Jacksonville for a business trip. And uh, so I, I booked my flight. I booked the hotel and I fly down. And the I had to stay at a different hotel than some of the other people on the business trip because I wound up going last minute. So I, I get down there and I, I check into the hotel. And at first I see a giant life-size Barbie box that you could take like selfies in. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is an interesting thing. Um, I don't know why this is here in this hotel. This is an odd thing, but whatever. It's like a Hilton. It wasn't like a, some, right. anything weird. So I check in, and I'm talking to the person at the counter, and I had to ask, I'm like, what's with the giant Barbie box? And they said, oh, we're hosting America's largest Barbie convention this weekend. Cool. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to be here. Everyone's going to be selling their Barbies and there's going to be Barbie costumes and all this other stuff going on. I'm like, this is the strangest thing because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So like, all right, maybe I'll, I might try and check this out while I'm in this hotel anyway, if I have some free time. Um, I wound up not being able to, but it was probably for the best because I get to my room in the hotel <laughs> and I, uh, I'm, you know, you, you always have to look for the number. And so I'm looking at all the doors. I'm like, which one is mine? Which one is mine? And then I saw the room, like, which I thought was mine. There's a big, handwritten sign posted to the door and this actually wound up being the door right next to mine and the sign said um password only to enter room nude barbies inside so oh. somebody was selling <laughs> custom made like adult nude barbies wow. in the room right next to mine anatomically correct <laughs> anatomically correct I'm like this is the strangest thing i've ever because why and then i'm like i'm gonna see if i can go into this this the showroom i gotta see what it's about like yeah. I said, I didn't get in, but there were so many <laughs> men dressed up as Barbie. And I'm not even saying like, like looking like drag queens or anything like that. These were just like regular dudes that were in Barbie dresses. And like, it was, it was an odd thing. It was maybe just slightly less weird than a furry convention, this thing. It was, 
it was <laughs> it was the damnedest thing. But yeah, they had life size Barbie boxes all throughout the diff- the hotel, so you could oh. be in the different Barbie boxes and take selfies. I actually went to a Barbie party like two weeks ago when Barbie oh, first wow. came July twenty first. Uh, you know, I live out east in Greenport. I went to Claudio's, and at Claudio's they had that uh, life-size Barbie box that you take pictures in. So we, everybody's going in with their friends, and everybody, the guys too, are dressing up as pink Barbie. Yeah. So, yeah. Bubbles everywhere at the party. DJ. <laughs> They're really marketing off of Barbie right now. <laughs> like Yeah, part- there's a lot of money in the Barbie marketing uh, budget. Mm-hmm. The stores below me, anything that's pink is on sale. Uh, the <laughs> cafe, Barbie lattes. <laughs> it's a big Barbie world this summer. Yeah, actually, you know what, you just reminded me. Is that song in it? I mean, I don't want to do any spoilers. Is it- yeah, they, they do a version of the song with Aqua. Yeah, yeah, oh, thank God. Yeah, that song do a version of it, an updated version. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, updated version. Okay. I heard that originally it wasn't supposed to be in there, but Margot Robbie fought to get that on. I know. How do they not have that song in there? My God. I mean, yeah. I bought the rights. <laughs> I mean, how, how expensive is it to get from Aqua? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're right. going to They could sell for a dollar. They're going to make millions off it now. Yeah. They've already made their millions off it. Yeah. Right. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> they were living off of whatever yeah. the radio was playing, but now they're. Oh yeah, they're definitely gonna benefit it. Oh my God. Yeah. Why would you not? Um. Anyway, just just go back to the film. I'm kind of curious. Do you think this film is gonna like like age well? Because look, there look, you, there is a there is a political angle. Sound like I mean, you know, quasi. Yeah. You know, so you think ten years from now is this gonna age well? I mean, aesthetically, the movie looks great. You know, the acting, everyone's good looking. We know all that. But in history because um in the movie they're imagining the capital there's government involved in the movie the capital all run by women and the supreme court all run by women in the barbie world so i mean if if things go well (laughs) in the real world i don't know uh it would be something to look back on to be like hey maybe barbie influenced this that now we have a woman president because that was another thing in the movie, like having a woman president, having the Supreme Court, okay. having everything in Congress this way. Right. I don't know. It, I just, I, yeah. No, I was just curious because for me, sometimes, like, I'm not against, you can have political films, that's fine, but sometimes if you don't use it right, it can really date your film big time. Like, like either, doesn't matter, even if you're for it, against it, whatever. It can make a film very, feel very dated. So I don't know if this film has, I guess I'm saying, does it have a timelessness? Like, it, you know, you know, or is this going to, what, what it is, what it is. It's somewhat a quasi-period piece. I mean, that's, I mean they're going to make, look, they're going to make another Barbie after this. We know that. Whether they do it a live action, they're going to make a cartoon, a different version. Look, they're going to make money. <laughs> I think because <laughs> it's, of, it's like, too much of a, you know, if we flipped the script and, like, made it into, like, a, a toy that, um, I don't know, Ninja Turtles, what, what toy do we want to, take to oppose and it could still be timeless if well, we flip the script of a male oriented type of toy and i don't know maybe but no, barbie I'm just, I'm just is 
of our history. It's part of like American history in some way. Uh, was it 1958, 1959? The little, little Barbie digging <laughs> that, that she's been around for over 50 years or so. I didn't do the math. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think so. Okay. Right. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm just Final answer. Did they have other, but so I know obviously Margot Robbie is, is Barbie and probably the best casting they could pick because she looks like a Barbie. Yeah. But they have like, like, did they have like wheelchair Barbie and all her friends that aren't really Barbie but have like different? Yes. I think she had a, like, she had a sister and stuff yeah, like, like that. Like, like, like for all those other characters in the movie. Yeah. So they mentioned Skipper, but there was no That's Skipper in the movie. Um, that's a great point. When um, Barbie was first made, they made a sidekick for her named Midge. And Midge was in the movie. They um, revamped uh, Midge later in the 80s. And she was a, a pregnant doll. But, like, the pregnant version of Midge was in the movie. And they made a little joke, like, who would want to buy, like, a pregnant Barbie? Because that's what happened in the real world. Nobody really wanted to buy this pregnant Barbie. I don't know. That's what it was. But they made mention of Midge. They made mention of Alan, who was played by um, uh, Michael Sarah. And Alan also was like Midge's husband. There was just a couple of versions of him as Groom Alan and Beach Alan. You know, there wasn't too many. He wasn't successful as Ken was because Ken was basically Barbie's sidekick and that's why he was successful. But um, yeah, they didn't really mention other Barbie characters that I, you know, your real Barbie fan, like Teresa, Christy. Um, I had a Teresa doll with my best smelling doll. It was like, smelled like perfume. She had like brown hair. Um, they had Stacy. They didn't have her in the movie, but I don't know. There were some dolls that they didn't get to mention. I remember Whitney. Whitney was like Stacy's friend. They didn't have her. It was just mainly all Barbies. So all Barbies and a sprinkle of Kens. They didn't really mention any other names besides Midge and Alan. All right. I'm actually not a big fan of Michael Sarah. I don't think he's funny. No, I don't like, I think he's like a dweeb. I'm sure he does. I think he, I'm sure his character is fine in the film, you know, uh, but I feel like any of his films, I like never laugh. I don't like his sense of humor. I don't like his, that whole like cringe comedy thing was never for me. Yeah. So, but, okay. You're supposed to like feel bad for him because nobody, everybody forgets about Alan. He's like supposed to be this forgetful character. And right. what was me? Kind of the dweeb. He, he is supposed to be the dweeb in the, the movie. Mm -hmm. but, uh, like them in Superbad. <laughs> I should never seen Superbad. I never seen that film. I know. Wow. I feel yeah. like that's probably his breakout role. But yeah, I gotta check that it out. It was. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always get him mixed up with um, was it Jesse Eisenberg for some reason? But I kind of oh, like I Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Certain films, he's very. I know he always plays himself. He always plays basically, uh, you know, Zuckerberg now. But <laughs> yeah. But, kind of bumpy in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I was gonna say. Oh, I guess to kind of wrap up the film, out of ten, I like to give our 
our films a you know best out of ten, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. what would you, you know, what would you rate it? You know. I would rate it maybe an eight point five. Right. That's a high ranking, eight point five. I, I liked it. I had a good time. There was moments in the movie I laughed. There was a moment where I felt like I was gonna cry a little bit because like America uh, Ferrara was like talking about like hardships of what what we all face as women. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, I had a little emotional roller coaster in the movie, which is very very chick. Very much I think that's the best movies are the ones that make you go through a ride. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so it sounds like you would recommend it, Amy. I do. Great. Um, well, I guess to kind of wrap things up, um, and Amy, thanks for coming on the show. Amy's going to be with us in a future episode, um, which we're excited about. But uh, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> her shirt. She has a uh, for folks who are, who are just listening. You can see you can see this video on YouTube eventually. Um, but Amy's wearing a scream shirt, but it's a Barbie and Barbie shirt. Yes, um, I dig it. A ghost face. Um, yeah. But uh, Amy, do you want to kind of share where folks maybe follow you uh, if you like? Yeah, my Instagram. Meow. I'm Amy. M e o w i m a m y. That's me. <laughs> Perfect. Definitely give Amy a follow. And again, Amy, thanks for coming on the episode. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you on a future episode, like Mike said. Yep, perfect. All right, folks, uh, we'll see you in, a, in the Barbie world at the same time and same table. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, kids. PJ here. Hope you enjoyed that episode with our old pal Amy talking about Barbie. If you did enjoy what Amy had to say, check in with us on August 31st when Amy comes back to the Cool Kids Lunch Table to talk about her favorite adult-themed cartoons. Next week on August 24th, we're joined by special guest Kirby Taylor, the operator of the Instagram account Popcorny.movies, where we'll be talking about some well-written movies, some poorly written movies, and the ongoing actors and writer strike. We'll see you around the lunch table, kids. Have a good one. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get detention.